This is CouncilCast, part of the Legal Talk Network, and I'm your host, Karen Conroy. When you face a complex case outside your expertise, you bring in a co-counsel for next-level results. When you want to engage, expand, and elevate your firm, you bring in a marketing co-counsel. In this podcast, I bring in marketing experts who each answer one big question to help your firm achieve more. Here's today's guest. Hi, everyone. My name is Michelle Kopp from Level 28 Media. I am the founder of Level 28 Media, and I specialize in Google Ads pay-per-click lead generation for local businesses. I work with doctors, attorneys, dentists, pretty much a bunch of different local businesses across the U.S., and I specialize in just lead generation and getting your phone to ring and getting people to contact you to use your services. Awesome. Michelle, thank you so much for being here. This is an exciting conversation because I think when we first started talking, I said it's such a mystery. Like this is this is a place where I get a lot of questions. I'm sure you get questions all day long since it's your specialty. So we're here to kind of answer some questions and kind of get to the bottom of this. So I'm excited to, to chat today. Thanks for being here. Thank you. All right. So today, the title of the show that ChatGPT helped me put together is Scaling Success Strategies for Expanding Value in PPC. Now we are gonna focus specifically on PPC, which is short for pay-per-click. I will try to keep it very basic and simple and straightforward in case people are not familiar with all this stuff. Let's start first with talking about what is the difference between SEO and PPC? Because I know that you've mentioned that a lot of people assume that you also do SEO, which you don't. Like PPC is a whole different thing. So what is that whole different thing? So the way that I like to explain it to people is SEO, search engine optimization, and pay-per-click advertising, they're like cousins, but they're not the same. So SEO is the process of ranking your website to appear on the organic version of Google. So essentially you will rank your specific keywords so that you will appear in the organic portion of Google so that when someone clicks on your website, you don't have to pay. There's no advertising associated with it. And while that sounds like it's the most attractive option compared to pay-per-click, there are cons to it. It does take a lot of time, especially in the legal niche. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it is, it is very time intensive. And even though you're not necessarily allocating an ad spend towards it, you're still probably going to have to pay an agency a retainer fee per month to eventually get you to where you need to be. So that's what SEO or search engine optimization is. And then pay-per-click advertising is advertising. So it's advertising. Just think of it like cutting the line at Disneyland. You're paying You're paying to appear, exactly. It's a fast pass to get to the top of Google versus SEO where it could take nine to 12 months or even more depending on how competitive of a market you're in. A personal injury attorney in Los Angeles, oh, forget about it. You're gonna probably spending years to even get there. So yeah, that's what it is. So typically, like we'll have a lot of clients often that will do a combination of SEO and pay-per-click. And so with SEO, we are usually writing a lot of content, like you're describing and doing a lot of blog posts and kind of building up the site, especially if it's a a newer firm or a newer website. So 
I think that's what people think of when they think of, of all of this work, both SEO and pay-per-click, is creating blog posts and kind of creating a bunch of content. So that is only one tiny little piece of, even one tiny piece of what we do for SEO. So what kind of work are you doing for pay-per-click? What, I, I know you mentioned it's advertising, but typically when you're working with a client, where do you start? What kind of work are you doing? And how do you figure that out? Yeah, great question. So I actually work with a lot of attorneys as well. Typically the approach is coming up with a keyword set. So first understanding who is this target audience that these attorneys are trying to attract. So I'm just going to use the example of bankruptcy attorneys because I work with a lot of them. So in this case, coming up with a keyword list of related to bankruptcy attorneys, bankruptcy attorney near me, bankruptcy attorney in specific city or county, and then also digging a little bit deeper beyond that. So understanding like what's part of that, the mindset of someone that's searching for a bankruptcy attorney. They're dealing with credit issues. They're dealing with money issues. They can't sleep. They're dealing with foreclosures. So those also help with building out a strong keyword list because some people might not realize that they actually need a, an attorney to help them with these issues. Sure. So those are like secondary keywords, but the primary keywords would be more just the basic bankruptcy lawyer, bankruptcy attorney in my area type of thing. Those typically convert the best. So once we have a keyword set, then we'll go about building out a campaign. So building out a campaign, meaning writing ads. So ads that, that attract the right audience and ads that have an emotional appeal. Especially when you are an attorney, you need to humanize yourself and you also need to have emotional ad copy to bring people in to engage with you and to become a lead. So, so just because I, they're seeing the ad doesn't mean that they're going to click on it or they have any feelings about it or they're going to take any action. And we talk a lot about this, the psychology of getting into their head and making sure that just because you have a website, just because you have an ad, just because you have any of these things doesn't mean it necessarily is going to work. And so how do you connect with that person and make them do a certain thing, whether it's, you know, clicking on an ad, clicking on a phone number, clicking on a form to fill out their info, but making, making them or asking them to do a thing? How do you get that to happen? Exactly. And I hope I don't offend anyone listening, but you know, with me working with attorneys over the past several years in marketing, a lot of them I find are just when they write their own ads, it can be very bland or they're just yes. to the point and they're not like in terms of not using like emotional copy and you're agreeing. So it's okay that I say this. <laughs> well, it's very different to learn how to write as a lawyer versus mm -hmm. learning how to write as a marketer. You know, there is a whole different level of psychology and understanding that you have to get into someone's head to be persuasive in a way that works for ads and websites and content and getting someone to take this action versus being an attorney and, and writing in, in legal language. It's just yep. totally different. It's a different language. Exactly, exactly. And sometimes I come across when I'll audit website or like Google ads accounts, where they'll say stuff like, Oh, I graduated in 2003 from law school. <laughs> yeah, in their ads. And I'm like, well, no one really cares. No, no. one cares. Right. Yeah. So yes, when you're writing ad copy, you need to appeal to that ideal consumer pain point. So in the case of bankruptcy, it's are you tired of dealing with harassing creditors? Are you yes. tired of 
not being able to sleep at night. We're going to help you with all your money problems. And then after they click on that appealing ad, then they go to a specific landing page that uses similar emotional ad copy to get the user to call or submit a form. So that's also part of my process when it comes to building out campaigns. The secret formula is having the right keywords, having really great ad copy, and then also having a high converting landing page. So that's the secret formula that I tell everyone, but then people don't get it right because you need everything lined right. up. <laughs> well, but in that formula, it's weird because I didn't hear anything about putting the year that you graduated from law school in there. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that the part of the challenge is that is is that kind of positioning that you were describing where it's focused on the client and their problem and their pain point instead of focused on presenting the law firm. And that seems very sort of egotistical and narcissistic and recognizing that that's not the right approach. And And think about it. If you are in that position, if that is you and you're that potential client, why would you care when and how a person went to law school? It has nothing to do with anything that you're searching for. What I think gets confused is firms or people are putting this together think that that makes them look like an expert or it makes them look really smart or whatever. And it's like, that's not what you're trying to do here. What you're trying to do is connect to the feeling that they have when they're searching and what is it that they're, that pain, that what you were describing, are you tired of those harassing phone calls? That's what you're trying to connect to. So, okay, so you've got that emotional connection. Let's figure, let's assume that they've kind of taken that lesson. They've figured that out. They've got a way to think about like, what is it that my client is just kind of feeling that pain? How do you figure out the budget? I'm sure this is one of the top questions that you get, but how, how do you determine what the right amount to spend is when it comes to pay-per-click? Every practice area and every market is so different. It yeah. is so different. So it's really hard for me to say, give you a blanket fee of, oh, it's going to be $2,000 budget per month. And then it also just depends like how big of an area do you want to target or do you just want to keep things really tight in your area in terms of the, the targeting? So, you know, and I've done it a couple ways where I'll ask attorneys when I first started out, you know, working with attorneys, asking them, well, how many leads do you want per month? And yeah. they're like, well, how, well, as many as you can get me, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. of course. Yeah. So we have to do a different, a couple different budget scenarios. The first thing that you need to start out with is using the Google Keyword Planner. And that's a free tool within the Google Ads platform. And essentially what you'll do is you'll type in your main keywords and then you'll select the city or county or wherever you're trying to target. And then it will give you cost estimates for like the top of page bid and then also just like the low page bid. And then I'll just t typically take the average and then I'll do a little bit of like backwards math to figure out, okay, well, you know, if it's going to cost $20 a click, how many clicks do I need to get per day in order to start seeing a conversion? So you have have to make some assumptions. We can't sure. assume like this is really what's going to happen. But based off of my experience working with attorneys and other local businesses, this is the typical click through rate that I get. This is the typical conversion rate that I get. And sometimes if I'm feeling like it's a little bit, a little bit inflated, I'll, I'll make it a little bit conservative. I'll drop it a little bit more because I don't sure. like to over promise to my clients either. So Typically, there's a little bit of backwards math to, to figure out what the budget is. Yeah, but, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because, 
it shouldn't just be I always say it first of all if if I have never talked to you before and I've not done the research looking into your geographic area combined with your practice area I shouldn't just have a number that Mm -hmm. I pull out of the thin air because if I do that means that my work is kind of questionable because it's like where is this number coming from is it so large that it just covers whatever needs to happen and there's like like an enormous amount of padding in there or is it just just a bunch of like not truths so the numbers and your budget should always be based on some research like kind of digging in seeing where you know what things cost and where things are at and then putting a range around that Exactly. So I'll typically deliver a range and that will be the starting point. So typically I'll give a range that is enough to start seeing results, but not to the point where it's like something that's just going to scare someone away because if someone's new to advertising, I mean, if someone's been doing advertising, it's easy for them to just, you know, we could figure it out because we have historical data and it's easy to figure out, okay, well, if your cost per lead is $80 and you want a hundred more leads, we can just easily do the math and figure out, you know, how much more budget you need. But if you've never done advertising before, then we just need a starting point. And then we'll go for maybe two, three months at the starting point. And of course you don't want to, I wouldn't recommend a budget that's too low or else it's like you're driving in a car with like barely any gas in it. And then we're just set up for failure. So I always recommend a minimum budget to start out. And then from there we can build on top of that. So that's typically how that works with the budgets. That's awesome. Okay. So my next question is about local service ads. So this is something that I have had a lot of conversations with a lot of different lawyers and SEO people, which I know you're pay-per-click. I just want to keep clarifying that because I know. (laughs) But people have a lot of really strong varying opinions about these local service ads. So can you first kind of tell us a little bit about what they are, how they work, and then how you, if you've seen success and how it has worked or, you know, kind of your feelings about it? Yeah, yeah. So local service ads are ads that appear above the pay-per-click results. So typically if you're searching, again, I will use bankruptcy attorney as an example, bankruptcy attorney in Los Angeles, you're going to be seeing local service ads. And typically the way to know that those are local service ads, they'll show a headshot of the attorney and it will show the reviews that are associated with it or how many stars they have. That's it. And then it will say like the attorney, the, the practice name, but it doesn't have actual ad copy. It just has like a headshot and just the star rating. And then below it will be pay-per-click ads. So that's bought through Google advertising, which is what we've been talking about. And then below that would be like the map pack and your organic SEO listings. So essentially with local service ads, the great thing about it is you're paying per lead. You're not paying per click. Yes. So I think that that's what's really attractive to a lot of attorneys because a lot of attorneys are they're 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 used to seeing like paper paper lead models through like Avo and these yes. other paper lead you know services. The problem is those services you share leads with other attorneys in your area. They're not exclusive. Right. So when this local service ads product came out through Google a lot of these attorneys were just like drooling over it because it's like, well, I don't have to share these leads with other people. These are mine. But, you know, the some of the challenges that I've seen with it is it doesn't always get it right in terms of matching you to the right practice area. So someone's that too. 
Yeah. Yeah. Someone searching for a bankruptcy attorney and then they end up getting a family lawyer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. it's not, so that's the challenge. It's Google. We can't fully trust Google when it comes to being able to match you directly. Like they're, they're getting better at it, but yeah. the, the good thing about it is, you know, if it's not in your practice area, you can, you can try to, you know, get a refund for yeah, it. Yeah, um, I was going to add that because I've seen, there's an attorney that I know of in North Carolina. He's got a bunch of DUI, a bunch of offices, and he does specifically just DUIs. And this has been his entire marketing strategy and it's just doing amazing. But he does say that from time to time, uh, the wrong kind of lead will come in and he just sends it and gets a refund. But even at, at his level, like the cost is so minimal that he doesn't care uh, that much. Like if there's a small amount of error, you know, it's, it's still better than anything he was ever seeing for his, for his work with, with pay-per-click. The other thing that I've heard people have issue with is that the practice areas that are listed under the different types of law are pretty limited. So mm-hmm. um, if you do a real specific kind of practice area, there's a good chance, not a good chance, but there's a decent chance that it's not listed. For example, I know Lemon Law is not a sub area that that Google lists. So if you are specifically a lemon lawyer and you're looking to do local service ads, you have to fit under some other category that's very broad and there's a much higher likelihood that you're going to get leads that are totally unrelated. I think it's under like consumer law, which where you would be getting like bankruptcy leads like you were describing, not at all related to lemon law. So there's there's some challenges there that I honestly think at some point Google will they'll figure it out. They'll it'll yeah. get better. Yeah. yeah. But I just wanted to mention it because it is another area that I feel like not everybody's super familiar with. And it's um, got a lot, a lot of opportunity. And I've seen some people have some some good success there. Mm-hmm. So you talk a lot about like misconceptions that people have about pay-per-click. What are some things that people get wrong about it? Okay, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this question not really directly with a pay-per-click answer. Sure. But I'm, I'm going to say that the number one issue that I see is operations on the back end. You're nodding your head because, you know, yeah. I think, you know, so some of the issues that I find when I run pay-per-click campaigns, especially when I'm dealing with solo attorneys, is that the calls go unanswered. The leads oh don't, get, gosh, yes. <laughs> don't get followed yeah. up on. And yeah. you're spending thousands of dollars every month. You're paying a fee to someone to manage it, but it's just all going to waste because you're not following up. And the thing is, when someone's looking on Google, they have the intent, they're calling you, they're making yeah. that effort. Right. So why are you letting it go to voicemail? This is costing you money and pay-per-click is not cheap. So right. and it seems so simple. Like if you're gonna go to the hassle of hiring someone to manage all this pay-per-click, or let's say you're even maybe doing it yourself, which you and I don't recommend, but how do you not sit down and then say, okay, so let's assume this is gonna work. And if this works, we're going to get a bunch of phone calls. So then what? Like, you got to sit down and like figure that out. Like, this Mm -hmm. seems like, you know, not rocket science. This is pretty basic. Like, do you have someone answering your phone? Like, that is so basic, but it needs to be said. It's it's kind of sad. Yeah. So that's why I I answered that question, not with a pay-per-click answer, but with an operations answer, because that's where I see the issues come up. And that's why that's where I see why potential clients cancel. It's not because the results are not there. It's well, the results are not there in terms of ROI because 
something's stopping it. You didn't answer the phone. You're not answering the phone, right? <laughs> so so like, we, you can hire the best pay-per-click marketer in the world, but if you don't have the right systems in place to close the leads, yeah. then then you're out of luck pretty much. Right. I mean, so Let's just talk about what that requires though. It literally is like, okay, do you have someone answering the phone? And if you don't, I, I talk about this probably at least a couple times a month. I use a service called Ruby, which is, mm -hmm. and it started out mainly for law firms. They're amazing because I know that I hate answering the phone and I hate like doing all that. And I also hate being interrupted. And this is, should be the case for most firms. Like you are focused on your work. The last thing you need is some random unscheduled phone call to come in and, and, but if this is a sales call, somebody needs to answer. So it shouldn't necessarily be you if that's, if you feel the same way I do about answering phone calls, but Ruby's amazing. Like they are super friendly. They're so on top of it. And they are always answering my phone. Like oftentimes when I'm not even in the office. So just get something like that. It's a couple hundred bucks a month. Like it's not, we're not talking a significant cost. So get somebody to answer the phone and then have some kind of a system for following up on these leads. Like it's, it's not, this isn't, we're not asking you to do, you know, hours and hours of 500 steps of process here. It's just like have something in place to allow for these leads once they come in. Yeah. And the crazy thing is sometimes, and I always, I always tell my clients before we get started, you need to answer the phone. And then there's <laughs> always someone that, that doesn't do it. And then three months later, they're like, well, I'm not seeing an ROI. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. So. yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. So frustrating because it seems like that should be, that should be a no brainer, but it, it apparently needs to be said. Okay, before we go to the book review, do you have any other little tidbits, thoughts, or, t or tips about pay-per-click that you wanted to add that I, I didn't cover? No, I think, well, actually, there was one thing. It's not necessarily pay-per-click, but it ties together. And I think that this could be beneficial for any attorney listening. It's really important to humanize yourself on yes. your landing page, on your website. We talked about how, you know, some attorneys like in their ads, they'll just say something like graduated in 2003 <laughs> or, you know, on their website, they just have a picture of like books and like those generic like legal stock photos yeah. and stuff Columns. like that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Scales exactly. of justice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or a picture of, you know, when they graduated, they have their like certificate. Oh, yeah, um, their, their diploma. <laughs> yeah, their <laughs> diploma. Yeah. So that, so I understand, you know, where you're coming from if you want to, you know, put that. But I think what beyond that, what's really going to make someone want to work with you as an attorney, no matter what practice area you're in, is humanizing yourself. So yeah. having a biography about, let's say, your family, letting people know a little bit more about you besides the fact that you graduated summa magna cum laude yeah. from, you know, from right. law school. So be, yeah, so be beyond using just regular stock photos, using pictures of yourself, yeah. even having videos to yes, show how compassionate are you are. I think people, they when they look for an attorney, a lot of times they're not going to be as picky as like if they were looking for, let's say, a like a doctor per se or like a therapist, but... It, it, it does depend on the niche. Right, exactly. If it's a personal injury and you, and let's say like you've lost a family member or your family yeah. members have been like severely injured, you do care. And the other thing I would add 
just as a tip about the humanizing thing is maybe talk about why a little bit about your story in terms yeah. of your practice area, not yeah. your story. Like nobody cares what, where you went to kindergarten. And let me just be honest. Like nobody really cares where you went to law school, unless that somehow relates to your story, mm-hmm. but not just your story, but your story in relation to why you're doing the exact kind of work that you're doing. That matters a lot because then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, this person really gets this problem that I'm having. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because I was a bankruptcy attorney that I was talking to and he had a very interesting bio. He said he became a bankruptcy attorney because he had to file bankruptcy, you know, before. Exactly. So he went through that and then he knows what it's like to have all this credit issues medical debt and all this stuff. So that's why he like found And think his about way how valuable that. that is to a person who they may be a little embarrassed. They may, mm-hmm. you know, be having all these feelings about what they're going through. And if they see that in the bio that, oh, not only does he do this work and he can help me, but he understands, like he went through it himself. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, that makes me feel so much more comfortable. And I don't like, you know, I get through that, that sort of embarrassment or, you know, whatever those feelings are. Yeah. yeah. And, and sometimes too, I think a lot of like regular people, they, they put attorneys on like a pedestal, like, oh, yeah. I can't, like, I'm afraid to talk to them. They cost a lot of money. They, yeah. you know, they're more educated than me. So, and they, they're afraid to even like reach out. So humanizing yourself and making yourself look like you're, you're, you're just a normal person like everyone else. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you may have the answers to whatever this problem is, but yeah, and I feel like that's such a major, you know, we're talking a lot about ads and money and budgets and all that stuff, but it doesn't matter if like your ad shows up and then nobody clicks on it because they feel intimidated. So exactly. like m- making that ad work in a way that all of a sudden people really like, they're just kind of having a good feeling about it. Exactly. Um, okay, so it is time for the book review. We have this amazing library on the website for the podcast that has all these books that all the previous guests have mentioned and recommended, and they're usually related to what we're talking about. So if you haven't checked that out, take a look. And so, Michelle, what is the book that you're going to re- recommend and add to the library? So the book I'm recommending is called Atomic Habits by James Clear. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you might have heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've talked about it, but I feel like this is such a good tie-in with pay-per-click. So what did you like about that book? So what I like, what the biggest takeaway for me was c- the consistency piece. Yeah. So it it relates to pay-per-click in that you have to be, you know, in, in for it and you have to be consistent with, you know, advertising. You have to be consistent in order to see results. And yeah. of course aim to be 1% better each day. So, you know, in that book, they talk a lot about, you know, making sure that you're taking action and that you're showing up. And with pay-per-click, it's changing. It's changing daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. So you got to keep up with all of the trends that are going on and start adapting and you can't resist it. And you talked about Chad GPT. Chad GPT is here to to stay. So why not use it to your advantage and and put it in your arsenal so that you can, you know, leverage it, you know, to to help you get even better results than what you're getting. So uh, I feel like the first two questions everyone asks, especially when it comes to pay-per-click is how much and how fast. And so, you know, we talked about the budget and we didn't really talk about how fast, but I the first thing I say is this is even though we're doing pay-per-click and this is clearly a boost and this is 
usually faster than SEO, Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to require some patience because Mm -hmm. all marketing is trial and error. And that doesn't mean that the error part means that we did something wrong. It doesn't mean that we don't know what we're doing. It means that we have to figure these things out so that we can fine tune. And if you just set ad campaign and then run it and never come back and adjust and tweak, you're totally, that is when you're doing it wrong. (laughs) Mm -hmm. A lot of attorneys do that. (laughs) So this Atomic Habits, what I love about that book is this idea of consistency of habits. You know, you have to create a habit out of it. And oftentimes you'll think you have an idea of how long a thing is going to take. And it's not quite right. And you have to adjust, but you still show up and you be consistent. You know, it's like exercise. It's like being healthy. It's any of these things. You need to create a habit out of it so that you can figure out what works over time. And man, pay-per-click, that is that is the case for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Michelle, what's one big takeaway that you'd like people to get from this we covered a lot with pay-per-click first of all like what is it (laughs) what it it isn't is seo like it is totally different but what's a big thing that you you know kind of take away useful piece of info that you'd like people to walk away with from this episode I think the biggest takeaway is just make sure that your operations are in place beyond pay-per-click just whatever any type of advertising that you do It's only going to amplify what your current state is. So if you don't have a good operations system in place, well, guess what? If you put $10,000 into Google pay-per-click, it's not going to make things better. And that's (laughs) such a good point. Like it's just a magnifying glass on those problems. So if you do have a nice streamlined system and you've got it all set up, and then you add this nice boost to it, then yes, we are going to be working with fire. Mm -hmm. But if you are messy and disorganized and don't have anybody answering your phone, and then you add this on top of it, it's just going to make that worse. So that's that's a great point, I feel like, especially when it comes to pay-per-click, because like we were saying, so so many people think it just comes down to how much and how fast, and that's just Mm -hmm. not it. That's that you're mm-hmm. kind of missing the point there. <laughs> awesome. Michelle Kopp is the founder of Level 28 Media and a specialist in pay-per-click, not SEO. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. That was such a useful conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the CouncilCast podcast. Be sure to visit our website at council-cast.com for the resources mentioned on the episode and to give us your feedback. If you enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate if you could rate and review the podcast on Apple and subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. See you on the next one.